Old Testament reading for this morning, Psalm 1, very first one, which I think makes it perhaps a little more important because it sets the tone for everything that follows. This is that psalm. Happy are those who do not follow the advice of the wicked or take the path that sinners tread or sit in the seat of scoffers. But their delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law they meditate day and night. They are like trees planted by streams of water which yield their fruit in its season and their leaves do not wither, and all that they do they prosper. The wicked are not so, but are like chaff that the wind drives away. Therefore the wicked will not stand in the judgment nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. And this is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Would you pray with me, please? <coughs> Renew your church, O Lord, your people in this land. Save us from cheap words and self-deception in your service. And in the power of your spirit, transform us and shape us. Open our ears, our hearts, and our minds to your word for us this day. Amen. A group of students were asked to come up with a list of what they thought were the present seven wonders of the world. And though there was some disagreement, the following got the most votes. Egypt's Great Pyramids, the Taj Mahal, the Grand Canyon, the Panama Canal, the Empire State Building, St. Peter's Basilica, and China's Great Wall. But while gathering the votes, the teacher noted that one quiet student hadn't turned her paper in yet, so she asked the girl if she was having trouble with her list, and the girl replied, well, yes, a little. I couldn't make up my mind because there are so many. And the teacher said, well, Tell us what you have and maybe we can help. And the girl hesitated and then read, to see, to taste, to touch, to hear. She hesitated a little and then added, to feel, to laugh, to love. And the room became silent, so silent that you could hear a pin drop. You know, those things that we overlook as simple and ordinary folks are truly wondrous. The most precious things in life cannot be bought. God gave them to us. Being happy does not mean that everything is perfect. It just means that you've decided to see beyond the imperfections. Psalm 1, it's the very first one in the book. It surprises a lot of people because it begins with a negative. The blessing begins with what a righteous person does not do, does not walk in the course of the wicked, does not stand in the way of sinners, does not sit in the seat of mockers. Walk, stand, sit, 
first walking down the road, then stops to hang out with sinners, and eventually they prove to be such good company that one sits down and gets comfortable with them. Thinking, behaving, belonging. You see, blessings in life come not only from what we do, but also from what we don't do. I really believe that blessed people avoid some things, and they sometimes avoid certain people <coughs> certain situations. They don't hang out just anywhere and don't quickly buy into every way of thinking. If you sleep with the dogs, eat with the dogs, run with the dogs, hang out with the dogs, talk like the dogs, walk like the dogs, laugh like the dogs, dress like the dogs. If you do what dogs do, don't be surprised when you end up smelling like the dogs, sounding like the dogs, and looking like the dogs. In the end, you'll be a dog. You're going to become like the people around you. That is true whether they are good people or not so good people. And now this is the really tough part. I really believe that we are to be in the world, but not of the world. And that means that we are to live among all people loving them, befriending them, caring for them, but perhaps living often by a completely different value system. Now that powerful combination of truth backed by love, I believe is an irresistible force in this world. We can't reach people by lowering our standards or compromising our values. It is a good thing when the boat is in the water. It is a bad thing when the water is in the boat. Now the psalmist goes on to tell us that the godly person delights in the law of the Lord. Now that means that one loves God's word. Delight means to take great pleasure in, a passion that has some control over your life. Everyone delights in something. Some delight in a food or a job or a hobby or friendships. Many delight in money or the things that money can buy. Some delight in evil pleasures and wrong desires. Your delight determines your direction. So I ask you this morning, what do you delight in? What gets your motor going? What gets you excited in the morning and perhaps even keeps you awake at night? Answer those questions and I believe you will come to know where your devotion lies. And even when we come to understand that we are filled with God's blessing, bad things will still come our way. However, our spirits will not wither up like some dried up tree are leaves still remain green and our hearts won't be hardened. So I really believe that if you work some at how to look at this awesome gift of life that has been granted to you, you will come to understand that each of you are people of incredible blessing. You are blessed people. Try this simple exercise. 
before you go to sleep tonight, or in the silent space of our prayer time, or as you wait in line at the grocery store or in a traffic jam. Take that time to begin to count your blessings. As the song reminds us, count them one by one. This psalm simply reminds us, I think, that we were blessed to be a blessing. May it be so. May it be so.